All right, here we go. Uh, this is Bevon, and I'm Leonard, and I'm here today with Eric Hashberger of Weldworks Brewing Company. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great. It's, good. it's a great day. <laughs> How are things going over there at Weldworks at, at uh, in Greeley? Uh, we're, uh, I think, coming off. Uh, everything's kind of a, a rest period, maybe. Uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, we had the the Midi Noche market, which was kind of a first time for us hosting an event in that kind of format. Um, so yeah, everyone's kind of coming and bouncing off of you know for coming off of that and just kind of relaxing a little bit and whatnot. So I think uh, with that, everyone seems to be doing pretty well, and uh, we we had a great time with the event and uh, like any event, learned some some things and kind of saw maybe a, a different kind of aspect to bring people out and try beer and interact with our community. So normally, is it historically every year you do the invitational about this time? Uh, typically we have, yeah. Um, started, uh, I think, back in 2018, I believe, was the first year. Did it a few years, and then, of course, COVID changed everything for us, like it did for a lot of people. Um, and then, yeah, brought it back last year was the first year it came back post COVID. Um, and so, yeah, usually around the third or fourth weekend, um, in June is when we've had it. And was there any particular reason why you opted to go away from that invitational and just focus on the, on the media noche market this year? Yeah. Um, I think a few kind of factors, one factor just kind of in, internally, um, we, have just commissioned earlier this year, a new 30 barrel brew system. Um, and so getting that kind of up and running and just now the process of us brewing on it um, was taking just kind of more focus. Um, the, I think the hidden behind the scenes behind the Invitational is definitely just how many, how much work it takes to coordinate um, all the, the brewers who are coming to the event, um, getting all the beer coordinated, um, and then getting all the attendees coordinated, kind of all the different aspects. And so we just kind of found this year with, with that big project um, of trying not to sap our, our staff too, too dry of like work and work them too much of trying to, uh, you know, work with a brand new system and also try to, to host a large event with just a lot of logistics. Um, I think that was one factor. And then another factor is just um, kind of taking a step back, I think, uh, kind of post COVID and, and just seeing kind of what events are out there and maybe what, if anything, um, might change in these types of events. Um, just seeing, um, maybe hearing from people either what they're looking for, um, just kind of seeing travel being down a little bit more, um, and just say, you know, is there something else? Is there a way to, to take a fresh look at, you know, a beer fest or, um, a large scale brewery event? Um, and reimagine what it might be. So I think what we've kind of committed to is saying like, we're, you know, we're not saying, well, hey, this will, the invitation will never come back or, you know, the market's always going to stay or anything. Like we're kind of on the the type of, of company where we, we like to try different things and innovate. And um, so we'll never like push something off, but we also might look into and um, see if there's a way to, to make some changes. Um, so those were the, the kind of larger factors that we looked at um, at the event itself or the invitational. Yeah. When, when I have an opportunity to speak to, uh, to brewery employees or representatives, I think the biggest challenge they have is the coordination of these large scale events where you're bringing in people uh, across the country, sometimes across the world and trying to get everybody in one spot. Uh, that, that's probably the biggest complaint I hear about trying to organize an event, you, you know, as a, as a consumer, we buy the ticket, we line up, we we drink the beer and have a good time. From the opposite side of that, it's a it's a big to do. Yeah, um, and and we've learned, and I think um, one of the the festivals we always both look forward going to and just kind of use as a model when we created the Invitational was the Firestone Walker Invitational, mm -hmm. and and a lot of that was from the brewer side is that experiences. Um, you know, asking people to come out and uh, pour their beer and um, especially coming uh, somewhere like Greeley and it's like, hey, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to Denver. You're going to actually come, come up a little bit more and uh, experience uh, kind of more of, you know, 
see the rural side of Colorado a little bit more. Um, it, it, it's always been something from our experience as brewers attending fests that that just kind of hospitality, um, like we, we want it to be a good event for the brewers and for the attendees, for everyone involved. And, and that does take a lot of those logistic pieces that um, to put them on just takes a lot of people and time. Uh, let's talk about uh, breweries and beers. I think I better reach over for this uh, weld works <laughs> that I have here. So I, I, I was at the Media Noche Market, uh, uh, was it a, a couple of weeks ago now? Uh, great event. I, you know, I got to tell you something, though. I, I don't even know how I got to Greeley. Um, I, you, <laughs> know, you fly into Denver, and I was telling the story to all, all my all my buddies that I got to Denver, rented the car, got my phone, typed in uh, weld works, and then my phone just went dead. And so in the, oh modern, <laughs> in the modern times of technology and using, you know, Google Maps or, or, or iMaps, whatever you use, I, I, I don't even know how I got from Denver to Greeley, but I, I did make it. I did make you it. You made it. That's I great. It. <laughs> All um, right. So I did pick up a bunch of bottles of the Medianoche and then grab some other stuff. I have the Rorschach, um, which is fairly a new beer that you got, or at least the, the release is fairly recent. Um, yeah. it came out, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's about right. Um, so always, I always try to keep track because they, they, <laughs> I, I'll see them all as I'm doing like reports, all the names of stuff. And cause since we rotate through a lot, um, but yeah, that one came out pretty recent a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Um, and a higher, higher ABV one. I think, I don't know if we listed on there as like a triple IPA and all that sometimes it's kind of like. It's more signifying, yeah, definitely a uh, packs more of a punch. So. Yeah, it's the Rorschach. It's a hazy triple uh, India Pale Ale. It is a ten percent ABV. Do you have a beer over there? You're gonna pop with me, or what do you got over there? Uh, yeah, I have uh, the uh, nautical terms, which also came out uh, pretty recent as well. Um, Want to say maybe like late May or so um, is when this one came out and. Uh, just a single hazy IPA, but this is a collaboration uh, we did with vitamin C brewing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we had them on the show. Uh, I think probably earlier this year, Dino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big, fan, big fans of vitamin C. Big fans of <laughs> awesome. vitamin C. Yeah. yeah. So what's, what style is that? That's a, that's a, it's a single IPA. Uh, yeah. Hazy style as well. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I got my official uh, Weldworks glass that I just purchased. Oh, nice. uh, Perfect. Little tasters. It's I guess it's like kind of kind of like a stemless teku. I think is uh, how you guys yeah. are feeling it. I'm just going for the can because <laughs> I forgot to grab a glass. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Is that a, is is that a big faux pas for you guys? <laughs> you guys are uh, are you snobby where you guys can't drink it out of the cans or what? Oh no, I I'll drink <laughs> it out of the can all the time. So I was like, so, <laughs> it's kind well, of my go to. I was like, hey. It works. So. Well, some breweries say go right ahead and drink it. You know, drink drink it out of the can. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. probably uh, the Alchemist. I think is what their heady topper is like. Hey, would you enjoy mm -hmm. it from the can if you want? So yeah, nothing yep. wrong with that. I'm gonna be the beer. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be the beer snob though over here. No, you're good, <laughs> Eric. Thank you for All joining right. us. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so do you get an allotment of beer or you get to take whatever you want? How does that work? How does it work as a, a <laughs> higher level employee at Weldworks? Um, so we, uh, actually haven't had to do any allotments. We kind of do a few different things. So definitely, I th and I'm sure most breweries relate that have any canning processes is we definitely have some low fills that we get anytime we can beer. Um, and there, there's kind of the secret low fills that come off, um, which, they definitely stash for employees are just the ones that are the first off the line. Um, so they actually may not be that low. Um, it's just making sure everything is kind of dialed in. It's kind of that like first batch where, Hey, everything's working, get through. Um, yes, just anything that, that might be off. And so they just always set those first few cases aside. So they're actually not typically low fills <laughs> as low as, some of them have been. Um, so that's one one thing. And that's kind of just open for everyone to grab what they want. Um, and then we actually give our staff, like everyone, uh, a gift card that we just reload twice a year that they can, if they want to use it for beer, there's like discounts and stuff on beer, but they can use it for beer or merchandise or food, kind of whatever. So it's kind of a way to give an, uh, an allotment, um, but give 
anyone more choice if they want to use it on other things. But, but, but you're you're like a senior director though. I mean, you, yeah. you, you pretty much get what you want. Is that you can't say you can't say <laughs> uh, draft wise. Yes, I can always just kind of go in there and go pour a beer, and then uh, uh, can wise uh, either grab some stuff here or there. But um, typically, yeah, if, like if I want a whole bunch of stuff, I'll so I'll have have my uh I, since i see the financial side too i also will be like i'll definitely still pay for some of these things but um i usually do well just off the low fills is kind of that that stash is a a great one to go uh check and try things out so you get like friends and family bugging you for stuff or no i'd be bugging i'd probably be bugging you i think i might be bugging you for so, some uh, nurture releases yeah um my dad it kind of the connection. So I'm originally from Wyoming, so not, not too far. So I'll um, go visit and um, he will, he, and he's kind of been the, the voice for Weldworks with his colleagues. And so anytime I go to visit, um, they're, they're always either putting in orders or hitting up of grabbing stuff. So I'm, I'm always, <laughs> every time letting him know, it's like, everyone get their orders in and <laughs> let me know and I'll, I'll get it all together and, and ready to go. So so Weldworks is established or was established in 2015. Yeah. And so tell us in a, February. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. And you've been there from the beginning or you came on later on. How did, how did, how did, how did it start? And what was your involvement in that? Or when did your involvement yeah. start? Uh, so my involvement uh, actually started pre Weldworks um, with uh, our owner, uh, Neil Fisher, um, just, through a, a mutual friend got invited over to um, his home brewing apparatus station that he has set up. Um, so he, he invested in quite, quite the homebrew system, at least from my perspective as someone who hadn't really gotten like seen some before. Um, so he had a computer kind of system with temperature probes. It was, it was pretty great. Um, and so just started hanging out with him and that group um, probably a few years before Weldworks even started. Um, and then from there, as uh, Weldworks started getting kind of the, the idea and, and uh, backing to start opening, I would go in and help uh, with some of the remodeling of the building that we're in. Um, so painting and some, some light construction stuff, but just things that would help put furniture together, things like that. Um, and then once we opened, I volunteered uh, for for a little bit just in the tap room, would come in usually on Saturdays and uh, just help out uh, Kristen, who um, has was the first Weldworks employee um, who ran the tap room at the time. Um, so I would, at that point, would just work for, for growler fills of beer because uh, we weren't canning anything and anything like that. So um, would just go in and work and then um, a little bit later that year, um, started working um, another day of the week. Uh, I would just come in Mondays because we weren't open at the time on Monday. So I kind of launched working Mondays and would just work the tap room. Um, so it was kind of the time of becoming a, an employee and um, getting started actually just getting paid to, <laughs> to work the tap room. And, um, and then it was, I always try to remember the year. I want to say it was 2018. Um, around May of 2018 is when I transitioned full-time to the brewery. Um, so my prior career was uh, teaching math um, at the community college. Um, and so then kind of saw an opportunity um, where I could switch over seeing kind of the growth of Weldworks of where it, where it had been going the past few years and just wanted to, to really do something different um, and be just more involved. And so at that time, I, uh, came in as the taproom manager um, and then ran that for a few years, um, kind of dabbling and helping with finances for a little bit throughout that. Um, and then in 2020, switched, moved over to um, becoming our director of finance um, and kind of taking on more of a leadership role in the company. So kind of since then, it's um, as company things have just kind of changed and we grow and we're um, like any company trying to figure out the right structures, uh, just more recently taking on kind of more of both the finance and the business administration side, which might be the fancy way to say I do more of human resources things now as well. So 
um, just kind of seeing all of those pieces, the administrative side of things to, to keep the business going. Okay. And so, so tell me a little bit about the origins of the name and the logo, obviously a very unique yeah. name and probably even a more unique logo. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Weldworks um, coming off of uh, Greeley is being, is located in uh, Weld County, um, which at least in Colorado, if not, it is one of the larger counties, even in the nation, just for land mass size. So pretty large County, uh, Weld County um, and really is uh, the largest city within the county. Um, so that's at least where that kind of weld part of Weldworks comes from is to just pay homage to um, our location. But um, kind of, I think we went back and forth between a Greeley Brewing Company versus Weldworks. Um, maybe not back and forth, but just it's thinking of Greeley at first and then Weldworks kind of came with using um, the German word for work. Um, and they kind of took it off. We have like um, over, I believe in the Fort Collins area, Funk Works. So kind of seeing some of these that have works in their title. And it just, when that came together, I'm just like, hey, that that just sounds, <laughs> like it sounds great. Like it, it just, <laughs> a lot better than like, like Greeley Brewing Company just, it just came off better. And um, I don't know, just fit was that kind of that moment of like, this is it type of um, kind of uh, decision. And then our logo, uh, we refer to it as the steam barrel logo. Um, so a, a, a barrel whiskey bourbon type barrel shape um, that that came from um, when we were first um, opening um, Neil um, at that time was uh, the head brewer um, and he really loved in his home brewing doing barrel aged projects. Um, and so he had actually developed um, a recipe um, that he's from his home brewing days. Um, and so, so he knew that barrel aging was going to be part of, of Wildworks and something that we would want to really, uh, go into as a company. And so very early on, um, even in 2015, after we kind of got the initial brews going is when Media Noche started getting brewed. Um, and it was released, um, back in June of 20. Uh, 16. So kind of June in Media Noche has always been a part of our, our history, if it's either the invitational or the market. Um, and, and so that barrel kind of logo then got turned into kind of a locomotive um, because we're near a train track, kind of the train going through Greeley is, is a known thing. So it just kind of fit with um, where we were. Um, and that's how that steam barrel was created. And, and that was also taking into kind of like the, the initial taproom design as well as kind of that steampunk type feel um, when we opened. So a lot of our furniture had just a lot of metal pieces put together, <laughs> a lot of metal piping put together to create the furniture. So it all kind of fit together with that logo. So um, yeah, that's a bit about the origins of how we came up with those. And so then you talk about Greeley. So how, how did this brewery come to be in Greeley? Uh, it's all about the uh, the owners um, being um, in Greeley and wanting to to create something for the community. So they didn't want to go somewhere else at the time. Um, it was creating a brewery that would be in Greeley. Um, and we have a handful of breweries, um, even back in 2015, that had been around um, for a bit. And so, but but not way too many. I want to say. I'll probably get the number wrong is <laughs> like four or five different breweries um, at the time. And so it was an opportunity with, with not having too many breweries and um, keeping it local with uh, the ownership uh, yeah. group at the time. So. I mean, it's testament to, to the, the branding you've been able to do over, over a relatively short amount of time. If, if you knock off the COVID years, you know, probably three years, if you yeah. knock off the COVID years, it's not the easiest place to get to. But people go <laughs> yeah. to Weldworks. You guys are like a like a beer travel destination now. Yeah, um, and and I don't know if we saw that happening back in 2015, and uh, but it's exciting that um, it is like it's become that, and it, it's always exciting to see and hear when, especially when I was more in the tap room of people, um, especially in the summertime when there's more traveling, just coming from all over. Um, both the country um, 
and even now just the world at times when when there's either fests that bring people in um, and they make their way to Greeley to, to come try it out. And it's always just, it, it's an honor and kind of, it, it's humbling to also hear that of like, yeah, like seeing people choose to to, to come to Greeley for, for something. Yeah, I'm trying to, I was looking at my Untapped and and trying to figure out what was the first time or approximately the first time I had a uh, Weldwick's beer. I had it as a 2017, but I'm pretty sure I had it before then. Uh, I probably wasn't use, utilizing it as much and I almost never, don't use it at all now, but um, and I remember I, I did make it I take a trip to Weldworks. I'm just not sure. I mean, besides I made a Noche market, probably yeah. it had to be before COVID. Um, I did a trip out there to uh, to Denver, and then and then just said, okay, Weldworks. I had to go. T- it's an hour out. I rent a car and go down there. You guys get a, do you see an uptick in uh, in visitors during Great American Beer Fests? We do. Yeah. Um, usually the uh few days before especially the wednesday before um we'll usually see people making the trek up and then throughout the rest of the weekend i know kind of once the fest gets started it does slow down a little bit there's a little bit more busyness than a normal weekend but um once people kind of get more centralized in denver and hanging out there um but yeah we do see uh, more people come up and visit during that time are you guys looking at opening up a, another location i know you're saying you, i know you're expanding with your barrel capacity and your equipment do you look at are you looking at looking for another location uh not at this time um we we dabbled i mean uh, those that have followed us know we were working towards one in colorado springs um as a second location and had things figured out and then between covid hitting um and slowing everything down in that process and then out of covid the cost of construction <laughs> skyrocketed. Right. It just turned into like one thing after another of like, well, this isn't this isn't moving towards the path of completion. It's just like another obstacle and another one. Um, and so that that project, uh, we have had to abandon that project and sold off that property. Um, and I think kind of learned from that is like reassessing, um, knowing and hearing from folks um, definitely in. Colorado of, of wanting to find us more places or, or go yeah. somewhere, but haven't quite looked into anything quite yet. Um, we've been definitely more focused both with the brew system and then even just working on getting our product into more states has been another one. So we we do actually, and I guess instead of a location, we do have an employee that we <laughs> have hired. Um, he was one of our sales representatives um, and then moved out to North Carolina. And so we, we actually have an official Weldworks representative um, out in North Carolina. His name's Des. So if anyone, if anyone's out there or if he's listening, <laughs> give him a little shout out. So, uh, um, so that's been exciting to see maybe some expansions in different ways that we can do right now to, to bring Weldworks to folks. Yeah. My recommendation would be Southern California and I'll opt to be your, <laughs> uh, Southern, your Los Angeles uh, representative. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Part, part, part time, part time. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds great. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad we are starting to see you more often in Southern California, in Los Angeles. Uh, I was, uh, I was texting my guy at my uh, at my shop uh, just a couple of days ago, saying, "When are you going to get some Weldworks?" And I think, I think he's expecting to drop sometime later this week. So, uh, we do see more yeah. Weldworks. We don't see, uh, clearly we don't see Medianoche uh, being distributed anywhere besides Tavor. So how did that relationship with Tavor come to be? Uh, yeah, we've been working with them. I uh, can't remember how many years. It's, it's been a good handful of years, um, even before COVID, so mm-hmm. around maybe 2018, 2019. Um, and just a relationship that um, our sales um director manager at that time just kind of started forming um can't remember if it's like they reached out to us or we, we reached out to them but um just kind of saw that opportunity of that them providing more of that direct to consumer kind of option and yeah um was kind of that like middle ground between us um focusing a lot of our distribution still in colorado at that time but still being able to at least find an outlet um to work with someone and work with Tavor to um, get our beer more and more out there for people that had started tasting it at different festivals and things like that. And so 
uh, yeah, it's been a good relationship over the many years that we've been with them. And, um, and yeah, it's, I know we've been um, on media notes. They've been also working to get that out. We uh, did a uh, more net nationwide um, drop of media noche to different distribution footprints back. I think it was um, in February this year, it was the old rip media noche. Um, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of, I think our next is um, now that we're working on expanding our out of state distribution more and been with more working with more distributors is um, getting, getting media noche uh, more out there throughout the year. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, I commend that uh, that effort. <laughs> uh, I was looking at my phone here because I got the you know I, I follow you guys on Tavor, so whenever your beer pops, I get the little alert. Um, but the media note at W twelve that you guys had just uh, for the festival, uh, which I picked up a couple of bottles of, uh, nice. it it dropped today, and it's already it's already gone already. It's sold out already. So, so <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know how many bottles there were, but it is it's sold out. So uh that's good. Kudos to you guys for putting that yeah, out there thanks. because it's something us out of state wouldn't have access to unless it was available on Tavor. So um yeah. and you know, we the only way I'm gonna try the Medio Noches is, is through Tavor at this point, unless I take another trip over to the like a, a semi yeah. time of year pilgrimage to Greeley. Um so yeah. it's a it's a good opportunity. Um, to to get bottles of it and uh, and when I go out and I've been kind of going around the country doing these beer festivals. I was at uh, Great American Beer Fest uh, last year. You where wherever you guys pour, I got to tell you something. You guys have, probably have the longest lines to wait for beer <laughs> pours, which I which yeah. which is good for you guys. Is bad for me because then I got to wait in line for you know uh, twenty to thirty people deep to get uh, to get a pour of something, but. Your Great yeah. American Beer Fest. Um, you first of all, you guys had a huge setup this past year at Great American Beer. Probably one of the best and biggest setups. Um, and you probably had maybe six, seven, eight lines going, and all of those lines were twenty to thirty people deep. No matter what time of day it was, that you guys <laughs> yeah. were the go-to spot. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's always a a fun fest that we love doing, and um yeah over the years we've i think I, I remember actually in 2015 pouring at the great american beer fest for for Weldworks and just just kind of our little setup and alongside all the other breweries and to see how it's gone uh, and grown from there it, it's always a fun time um and we always like to find ways to i think bring something fun to the fest that um you know you're even if we're not doing at the in the tap room. I, I always like the remember the year of uh, Taco Goza, and we were surfing taquitos <laughs> alongside that as like a food pairing at the fest. Um, and last year we did the the boba um, in the boba beer, where we actually put the little boba pearls in, and just trying to find some ways to also make it um, fun for the people attending and something different and special for attending the event itself. Um, and so every year, that's what what we always try to think of is like, you know, what, what would make it special? So if, if someone is attending the, this fest, they, they will get something unique um, from Weldworks that you won't get outside of the fest. Um, so I, I, I've heard rumblings this year. I don't have anything official of what we're going to like do, but um, there, there, there's just, it's kind of that phase right now, just a lot of different ideas. And, and so don't want to like commit and promise like, oh yeah, this certain thing is going to happen. But I think that's the thing anyone who um, is either thinking of attending or looking forward to attending is that we will continue to try to find some ways to, to make it fun if you stop by, um, by us and check it out. So how do you guys decide? Because I'm, I, you know, we go back to the Parson Walker uh, invitation where where I met you uh, last month. Now, yeah. Uh, how do you guys decide who gets to go? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's California. So it's Paso Robles. I like pick, pick me, pick me. I want to go. Is you got to put yeah, in a hat? So, what is it? Um, for that one, I think there there's a few of us that have um, just gone over the years, and so that one, it's kind of like, all right this one's coming up, I'm going. <laughs> and so I kind of pull that of like, all right, been here for, for a little bit. Uh, and so this is like, 
the fest that I want to go to. Um, uh, and then other festivals, it, it, it varies. Uh, it sometimes uh, our out-of-state uh, sales manager, um, AP, will go out to those fests because uh, it gives him an opportunity to visit accounts um, as well. Um, and then from there, uh, usually Skip, who's our head brewer, will go out uh, to a lot. Sometimes he goes out and hits up like the ones more on the East Coast because that's where uh, he has family out there and grew up. So sometimes we pick like... Some people are like, hey, I, yeah, I know this area, um, so it's that, or um, kind of that decision from there is who's interested in going and has been around the company for a while when it is those out-of-state fests. Um, and so we'll send uh, people who had more tenure at the company. So kind of like, hey, you know, stick and work with us and can get sent to a fest um, at some point as well. So, um, so it kind of just depends. Um, I've seen a lot where it's either um, someone who just either grew up in an area that likes to to go back um, and knows that to um, they're visiting or just yeah someone who's like hey send me somewhere like they're they're down to go and uh, and we send them so so I saw you guys are on the lineup for the more anniversary in a couple of weeks which I will be at um, oh great yeah how do you so what was that the next big event for you guys to pour or is there something else going on before then um so we'll also be to pull up so we'll actually be at a few fests uh just before that uh so we're going to voodoo good vibes fest um which is i think a week before the more fest and then um the mortalis and swift water luau um we're going to as well so those will be the next two coming up so and then more will come right after that yeah the more event i saw uh the veil's doing something but i don't know think i saw you guys on that veil uh list you, you know i was complained again from the consumer side you guys need one big google calendar to plug <laughs> stuff to plug stuff in like just put a big gigantic yeah. ginormous google calendar for the customers to see where the events are because sometimes you guys do events on the same weekend on the same Saturday. And mm -hmm. it's like, wait a second, I can't do last year. Yeah. It was a Snally Gaster and great American beer fest. And you have to choose which one do you want to go to? Yeah. Uh, you, you guys, you guys need to do a better job of communicating, communicating. I'll, I'll pass it off. <laughs> definitely. To, yeah. So Is there it does look like uh, that we're sending at least beer to the veil. Oh, nice. Forever Summerfest. Oh, that's um, awesome. So at least that's what I, I'm looking at a spreadsheet here. So I'm kind of cheating, okay. but <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I, it looks like at least there's playing beer to be there. So awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I know there's like, you know, we, you know, California has their beer association. I'm sure Colorado does. Uh, you need like a worldwide beer organization to help uh, coordinate these dates. Cause uh, I, I want to get to get out to as many as I can, but it's difficult sure. that you guys are doing it on the same day. Even yeah. the, even the media noche market was on the same day as another anniversary for a, a brewery called juicy in, uh, in Virginia. So I was trying to figure mm -hmm. out which one to do. You guys were closer. So, uh, and, yeah. I, and I hadn't been to, uh, I haven't been to, uh, to Weldworks in a while, so I opted for you guys. But do you got you guys? Yeah. You guys gotta. You guys gotta, you guys gotta <laughs> <That's>, communicate. <yeah. laughs> I think that's the hardest part in all of these when trying to find dates. It's like, because um, even when we do our anniversary party every year, we usually hold it sometimes in March, sometimes April. Oh yeah, but it's the same thing. Even locally, we're like, all right, so we. we we pick a date, and then someone comes back a week later, and it's like, wait, someone's doing this down in denver on this day we're like oh <laughs> you know so it's see it is the challenge i we see, just see that. yeah so. i get communication man one big google it calendar is. it would it'd be very whoever, helpful so. whoever plops it in first they they own that day and you got to choose yep. a different day <laughs> exactly arm so. wrestle for it perhaps or like a beer chug there we go yeah so beer chug do you a guys challenge. the same day there you go yeah i like that someone I like that. do a challenge of some sort to, to yeah so i could ever win the date so you started, uh, you started at the very beginning and you were, I mean, you, you look like a young guy too. So um, when you started drinking craft beer, what were some of the beers you were drinking early on that were available to you? Um, I mean, the, the one that I always remember, um, which when talking with other colleagues is kind of the same is 
Um, I remember Fat Tire being like my first like <laughs> entry craft beer, uh-huh. um, and and just was one that I and from my recollection, I'm just kind of tasting it and just being like slightly like like oh okay like I'm gonna have to get used to this kind of feeling like when first tasting it, um, and then just kind of slowly warmed up to that, um, and I, I was trying to remember just like going through and just thinking like, all right, what I, the hard part that I always have, which probably back then would have been great to log things more into something like untapped is like, what was I drinking? <laughs> like, I remember like more of the styles that I went through. Um, and, and maybe, you know, some of, I think starting with some of the larger breweries, I do remember not exactly what from something like Sierra Nevada, but it's yeah. Um, in college, it was a lot of either going to like a, like an old Chicago or Buffalo wild wings. So kind of thinking of some of, those um did get like kind of um when first getting into craft beer into the old chicago uh, world beer tour and that that probably was actually the thing that opened up me more to like just different craft beer flavors um i i think i remember one that really like just recollection that stuck out was i think bristol brewing um which is down in colorado springs did like a little mini tour that they held and so got to try a lot of their stuff and and i remember that one maybe being more of the time of like like oh there's like just different stuff than maybe always having an ipa or something um just opening up more to kind of different flavors of what i was liking and and um then i i think it wasn't until either like some of like neil's home brewing um where i really like got opened up to sours Oh, yeah. Um, and his were definitely more of the, the barrel aged sours that he liked to do. Um, but then even expanding, yeah, more of like the, the kettle sours and Berliners and Gozes type things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was, a, again, kind of one of those things of like, until that point, I just hadn't even really tried it. <laughs> and then, so I was like, oh, like, I really enjoy these as well. And, uh, um, that's kind of, yeah, the journey of just, just being willing to try different, craft beers and see like for, for myself um you know i definitely hover between different styles that i just gravitate towards like right now i more kind of in that like um ipa definitely more the hazy stuff type kind of feel um and sometimes it switches over to like hey I, i'm craving sours a little bit more and um so yeah it kind of varies and then then the occasional which is definitely probably like for most people when it's cooler, like the, the dabbling in the stouts and whatnot. And, uh, but I've always just found that like, I really just enjoy trying all of it. And, you know, if, if the product itself is um, just well-made, like I, I don't have something that I like don't like <laughs> that. It's like, Hey, this is really good. And it's always great when someone, and that's why I like going to all these different fests is someone's like, you've got to try this. Like, I, I think even, um, um no just the, the word isn't coming to me but uh, styles is kind of a, a style that i don't always get to try out and so i was like here try this and this is one of the best ones or one of the better ones and tasting it's like oh so this is what this you know will really a uh, barley wine that's the one that i, I was like there's the yeah that's always one was like someone's like try this barley wine it's really great and and getting to, to taste and sample that um and being like all right this is at least from other people and other viewpoints, but a really good, you know, if, if it's barley wine or stout or IPA, this is what it, you know, a really good one tastes like. You can appreciate that. Yeah. And, and Wildworks is one of the breweries that is pretty diverse with the selections that you offer. I mean, I think um, we we're seeing different trends now and, you know, the, the actually West coast IPA is kind of making a comeback now. Um, yeah. But Weldworks has been able to diversify their offerings. And so you can get an IPA and, you know, you have your Juicy Bits, which is probably one of your flagship uh, beers right now. You have the Media Noche, which is your higher end, you know, flagship stout um, mm-hmm. and and all the variants that come with that. But you guys are also producing uh, Berliner Weisses. Uh, you're producing Lagers, I think, when I saw there. You're producing Gozas. Um, you're, you're, you're not a, what you're definitely not a one trick pony. How, how do you, yeah. how, what does R and D look like at Weldworks? 
Uh, it's it's quite the, a fun experience, <laughs> to be honest. It's a um, it's the idea of kind of just seeing sometimes either what are some popular flavors going on right now in in other either beverages or food, um, and translating that like can that be done in beer, um, and and when it's not maybe some flavor like we've done like different you know cheesecake sour type style mm-hmm. either strawberry you know the so there's kind of those ones or if it's just a um creating just like a, a really trying to find a really good lager or two to to create um, or a pilsner like so even still dabbling in the traditional kind of sense of like not adding a whole bunch of adjuncts um everything that we kind of do from that ideation to brewing um the the smallest we'll do is a 15 barrel batch and we just try it out um a lot of times kind of now learned what what kind of styles people are really craving right now so a lot of times 15 is actually not what we do we'll do like a 30 barrel batch um and see just how that how the consumer enjoys that and what feedback we get from it um but it, it's always fun i my where i work in my little like office location is just right where our production team who kind of creates the the beers and so they have um a dry erase board with just a bunch of different ideas um that that's put up there um and then from there um just hearing their conversations of scheduling and then it's the conversation um from our person that does all the procurement and sourcing all the ingredients of like all right you know i can find this but not this and now we got to switch this up and or this is way too expensive so i don't think we can do this right now like just hearing those conversations of like all that stuff that's happening um even before the beer is brewed and then and then once it's brewed um just seeing the care that our team takes um to brewing it and getting the adjuncting correct so um i was it's always a fun our packaging team um who works they they do some of the final adjuncting of the beer will come in and they're uh, bring in samples and tasting and they're making adjustments. So they, they will uh, try something on a micro dosing level of, of, um, for adjuncts until they can get it right. Um, so it is definitely quite the experience between brewing and like a little bit of that chemistry type science, scientific feel of just trying to nail that recipe to be like, all right, this is what we say it is. And this is what we want people to experience. Um, but then on the the side of a more maybe classic style that gives the brewers also that that opportunity because they like to kind of flex those muscles of like hey we just we want to make a really good lager <laughs> and so um, and they get that opportunity to try something and then tweak the recipe on the brewer side so um, I think it, it makes it fun um, working at Weldworks because um, they're it's it's not that brewing the you know we definitely juicy bits gets brewed a lot um and so there there is that but there's all those smaller batches where the experiments can happen and um different people get to be involved in that process yeah we're looking at current trends at least in california of like an na beer like a non-alcoholic beer or hop water is weldworks looking at either of those two trends and seeing hey could we do that we, we've definitely been looking into them um and i uh, don't have anything i think the actually the closest which um we haven't like really like settled and say hey we're gonna uh, mass produce but for our invitational in the past um we created um, a hop water type drink more uh i don't remember if it was that for attendees or more for the brewers but um we we call it something that would probably get it like a, a cease and desist on us because we're like, hey, we're not going to sell it, so we can call whatever we want and uh, made it fun. And so uh, there, at least we've uh, experimented with it. We haven't like really committed to to producing something in mass yet. Um, I think we've had dabbled in the R and D time of um, seeing when when seltzers were. Um, having their big moment of like, hey, is this something we can do? And then, you know, we we just found we couldn't create a product we were proud of. And then now we're seeing that that market quickly shifted is. Um, and then, yeah, been trying some different hop waters. Um, definitely one that sticks out. Um, 
is one we've tried from Sierra Nevada there, oh, yeah. um, what they produce. So, um, so yeah, it, nothing that is like officially like planned or come out, but I think it is kind of in that phase now, like, Hey, like, is this something we think we could do uh, not only well, but also does, you know, something that would be, can we do it? That's known for the Weldworks brand. So um, bringing in that kind of fun side, not, you know, not saying it would all be like cobblers and adjuncts, but just kind of that same idea of like, you know, what people know us for. Can we create something like that with, with that sort of uh, product? Um, so not, nothing in, in the short term that would come out, but we're always definitely thinking of those things. Okay. So tell me and be honest, what's currently mm-hmm. in your fridge? <laughs> Not not actually a, a ton of beer. I, I well, I have my my beer fridge. It's kind of right in front of me that has different um, bottles of either some media noches in there. Um, there's some sours from um, I think uh, Black Project Brewing, which is sadly not around anymore. <laughs> uh, but Skip, our head brewer, came from there and really loved their sours. So I have a few of those um, in that in kind of the the cellar beer fridge, I guess as I'd call it. Um, I actually have in there too, which um, every once in a while, I'll maybe bring one out is uh, Weldworks. We did a barrel aged sour uh, peach climacteric. Um, it, I, I think won a world beer cup bronze medal. I want to say back in 2017 or so, 2018, around that time. Um, and I think I have like three bottles of that, that just kind of saving for different occasions. And I think I, we, we saw some feedback of, um, I don't, it wasn't from the, the media no chain market, but just someone posted that they opened up that bottle not too long ago and they're like, Hey, it tastes pretty great. So I'm excited to actually try that. Um, so I have that kind of stash. Um, my, my other fridge, kind of the main one, um, has some, some juicy bits in it and had the, the nautical terms. Um, but I kind of find myself that definitely more of the, that, either social kind of drinker of going out and trying stuff or um, at the brewery or um, going out at different beer fests and taking the opportunity to try out some things. So, so no non weld works in, in the main fridge. Not at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> I should, yeah. I, I should I should have had you take a picture uh, as proof as uh, with, with today like a right? copy of today's newspaper with today's date on it as evidence of <laughs> yeah. uh, what's in the fridge what's in your fridge yeah uh. like here it is so um, but yeah it's just kind of the um, don't always find that I I stock up the fridge way too much and just more go out socially and <laughs> we'll have things so. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I have a, I have a refrigerator full of uh, media noches right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I got a yeah, big, I, uh, I got a big stock of that. I got some of the yeah. Rorschach, uh, and nice. I think the media noches are probably going to try to take out. And she, you know, you always want to share um, what yeah. what people don't have access to. So I know uh, I'm going to do probably the um, the Drecker Fest. We're big fans of Drecker as well. So their Drecker nice. Fest is in September. So we're okay. gonna meet up with the, some people. They 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 opened up a new uh, like a hotel, like a whole marketplace hotel thing. You guys should look at uh, opening a, up a hotel yeah. next to the brewery. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. That, that would be great. Be, yeah, it, it, yeah. Give people like, hey, you can come up here and stay and <laughs> have a yeah. good time. So yeah, definitely. I I was I actually wasn't too far. I guess you have that hotel. The what is it? The uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the hotel. It's like we two have the blocks. we have the yeah, we have the Double Tree Hotel. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Double Tree. Yeah. I guess people were saying that's where you had the Invitational uh, last year. Yeah, yeah, that's where it, it's always when we've held the Invitational been hosted at that hotel, um, and and I think that was also some of it is uh, the that that hotel was actually built um, and opened up back in 2018 when we first hosted the Invitational. So I think that gave us kind of the inspiration of finding a space where we could hold it that um, provide at least some shelter. So if it's hot and whatnot, people could be inside uh, drinking stouts. So <laughs> not, not in too hot of weather um, with all the, the different breweries that are coming. And so 
Um, yeah, that's where they held it. And then kind of in between that hotel and the brewery, just back in May, um, a whole new library has opened up right by us as well. Um, and it's actually pretty cool. It's um, they call it like the innovation center because it, it's more than a library. They have like a children's museum and oh, just wow. a lot of different um things like you can go in there and uh, do woodworking um you can do painting like just all sorts of creative they wow. have like uh, a recording studio for like both video and audio it's like so more than a library <laughs> and it's pretty cool so it's it's kind of the it's the the crown jewel of the libraries in weld county and so um it's exciting that uh they're right next to us so <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. The whole art uh, complex. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, and uh, and we have a good relationship. We've worked with them in the past with different events. And so kind of having that um, right next to us is pretty awesome because they, they'll have either events or whatnot more as they grow um, into that space. Um, so, so it's a good partnership to have with them and give someone, you know, if anyone's visiting, um, you know, and then if they definitely they you know have kids along, it's like definitely stop by that um, library space because they just have some really neat uh, things. Um, kind of this whole art installation for kids as well, and so it just gives gives just kind of another unique thing to, that is part of Greeley if someone's coming to visit. That's so awesome. Uh, I want to thank you for your time today, Eric. Um, you, again, we've been big fans of Weldworks, uh, and Astrid was was uh, really excited for us to do this interview today. So I want to thank you for your for being so generous with your time today. Yeah, thanks, Leonard. It's been great chatting with you, and glad we got it all worked out and could could set up a time and and chat. So it's been great. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this has been uh, Bevon. I'm Leonard, and I've been here with Eric Hashberger of Weldworks. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you.